Welcome to Sherry's World, broadcasting live on the Blog Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to talk to Sherry, dial 914-803-4365. And now, here's your host, Psychic Sherry. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sherry's World. This is Sherry. Um, we're going to do things a little bit differently this evening. Um, for the first part of the show, I'm going to have my friend on. I'm going to um, do a little interview with her. She has written a book, and we're going to help her promote this book just a bit and talk about it. Uh, it's very interesting. And then after we do a little interview, I am going to open up for live questions. Um, and... When I call on your name, um, I'll call the area code, and then you can tell me your name, where you're calling from, and a little bit about the weather. That way I can sync up into your voice vibration. But until then, um, let's see if I can find our guest here. I'd like to say um, that I am running the switchboard, which normally I do not run the switchboard. So you guys are going to have to bear with me a bit. It is going to take me a couple of episodes before I can get to where I feel comfortable uh, doing this. But in the meantime, um, Hello, Sherry. are you there? Yes. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. I fi- so far, I've figured this much out, so we're on a roll. <laughs> Very okay, good. Now. Glad to hear it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So one thing I, I, uh, let me see what I got here. Something, everybody. Okay. So I'd like to introduce Amla. Um, Amla Mehta is a motivational speaker and author of an eye with a view. Uh, this book is available in paperback on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. It's also available as an ebook. You can contact Amla Mehta on Facebook at Amla Inspires. Amla chronicles the light and dark aspect of vision loss based on universal themes like facing inequality and vast change. Amla's journey of blindness organically became the catalyst that enabled her to love unconditionally, including her innate irregularities along with Amla's internal and external shimmering qualities of herself. Nature is a perfect example of how we, as a human race, are meant to expand and to grow. Even the most withering, snarled tree encompasses a unique pattern of magnificence. And if every living being can accept nature in totality, resonating with the imperfections and the strengths, why can't we, as a collective community, value and accept one another's similarities similarities and differences simultaneously. Through the lenses of being legally blind, Amla will empower you to, to um, I lost my thing here, to resonate your authenticity despite any adversity. After all, every star in the galaxy sparks differently. Yet that's precisely what makes the universe ever so spectacular. 
shine love, shine light, and shine you. So with that being said, Amla, how are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. How are you, Miss Jerry? I I am good. I'm good. So tell me, what inspired you to write this book? Um, It's not every day that someone who is legally blind writes a book. I'm fascinated with that. Tell me a little bit about this. Sure. Um, it's interesting already enough, right? It's, uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. the whole point, I can't see, and I wrote a book. And I mean, I'm surprised yeah. at that. Because, <laughs> um, but what inspired me is that um, basically by writing, I've been writing since I was a teen, because um, I found, which is in my first chapter, I found out, Um, I was going blind at age 16. So the first chapter story is named um, Sweet 16 or Was It? That's the question Um, and the name of the chapter. So, yeah, um, but when I found out, to answer your question, when I found out um, that I was gradually losing my vision, I was writing. I was writing my thoughts out. I'd blare my boombox day, and I just would close my my bedroom door and and just write away, you know, just, just be really candid with my emotions. So that was the beginning of my writing, the start of it. And then, you know, I went to college, and I I was a sociology major, and we had to submit twenty page papers as a final exam or for anything. So writing really ignited then. And I had a really good English teacher um, when I was, when I was in college, my freshman year, I'll never forget it. One tidbit. He said, you know, in order to be a good writer, you need to, I don't care if you're, if, if it's a, a, like a rocket scientist concept, or if you're writing about pencils, you have to write, like you're writing to a two-year-old. And that stuck with me. It really did. It's just, you have to explain. Huh. It's very detail-oriented and very, very meticulous. Very meticulous. Um, yeah, So because there's, there's a lot of moving parts when you're writing. So, yeah, it was, it was into, that just stuck with me. And I still have until this day, 20-something years later, after graduating college, I just loved that teacher. And um, he put a really, he put a dent in my writing uh, so career. I'm assuming, so I'm assuming when you say I'm, I'm blind, a lot of people are like, well, if you're blind and you're like, I'm writing a book, I'm assuming this, this came on gradually. Yes. Yes. So the bottom line, yeah, this, I'm legally blind. I'm going to explain that in two minutes and then we'll move forward with that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm legally blind. I have partial vision. What does that mean? I have tunnel vision. My my particular case is called gyrate atrophy. I'm seeing like um, seeing through a kaleidoscope, and on that, now on top of it, I'm seeing through fog now, like steam, like hazy to Fourth of July steam. So everywhere I turn my head, oh. that's how I see. So I have the tunnel vision, and I'm seeing through haze. So that being said, yeah, it was not easy to write the book, but my voice is bigger. My, my, my message was bigger all this time. So after college and, and, you know, I was always writing. Um, I've been writing to write this book for at least 10 years. 
Like, I think, yeah, wow. 2010. Yeah, 2010, and this book came out six months ago, October 2019. But there were a lot of, you know, speed bumps along the way, a lot of challenges, roadblocks. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's not just one acute thing that, okay, I'm losing my vision. It's also the, the, the social effects, the social norms that come along with it. You know, like, am I going to – is somebody going to accept me and, you know, it – accept me for me and want to fall in love with me. And I still want to get married. You know, I I've never been married before things that Mm -hmm. are alongside your head while you're growing with this. As I said before, I was 16. So yeah. So I grew up with this basically. And um, so, So, yeah, to answer your question. Yes. Yeah, because I I was going to say you're you're getting ready to answer my next question because I did write down some questions. And one of them was, um, I'm sure you've been through several hardships along your path of losing your vision. And can you name two or three of those hardships? And how did you get through them? Yeah, that's a really good question. Basically, you know, like I said before, there, there are layers of hardships. It's like, you know, gradually losing your vision isn't stable, as you could imagine. It's like even people who are born blind that's all that it's never going to get worse with me. It's going to get worse. And that's exactly one of the hardships is that I get used to seeing a certain way. Right. And only last year, exactly one year ago in April of, of 19, which is actually in the last story of the eye with the view, the book, um, it, I lost vision and I'm seeing through steam before I could read pretty well and and I could do things now going on the sidewalk and walking with the sun mm-hmm. and the fog that I see through it's crazy so that's one of my hardships is that here I was you know all this time for almost 30 years last year was 29 years I was diagnosed in 1990 I was seeing and, and like I'm used to that and then all of a sudden I'm seeing through steam so that's a whole wow. different new norm that I have to adjust and adapt accordingly. That's a huge hardship wow. that I, I'm still facing that, right? Because I'm not, I'm not fully blind yet. Right. You know? So you're so, not, you're not for sure what the next phase of this may be. Exactly. So that has to be fearful. Oh, yeah. Yes. Go ahead, Sherry. Go ahead. What are you saying? No, I, I'm just, I'm in my, I, I'm in my mind, and every time I see a no, blind I'm, person. It just, yeah, it it saddens me. But there are blind people that live, that do everything, yeah. everything yeah. that people that can see do. I find that yeah. so amazing. Yeah. And I think, well, you, I think, of course, you've proven it. You're one of them. Yeah. And, well, I'm thinking, you know, like when you have, I, you know, people say, oh, you have a choice. Not really. This is a perfect example. I'll get to the point. We're going through this pandemic right now. Honestly, we have free will. Every person can go out there and go to the grocery store without a mask, without any protection. But there are consequences, right? There are consequences right. to choices that you make. Me, it's the same thing. I'll, you know, I could have partial vision. No, why don't I just go into the car and drive somewhere? Yeah, that's a choice, but is it a wise one? I mean, I, it, it, there are consequences, right? So 
every mm-hmm. choice you make, there is, uh, you know, there's repercussions of what you, choices you make. With me, it's that I had no choice but to persevere. Either I die and cave in, figuratively speaking, and become crippled in other ways, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, or I say, okay, in which I have done this. Okay, I have this. I'm going to be the best that I could be each and every day. And I do that for me. And that's one of my messages in the book, too, is that you do, you do things for you. And as long as you're not hurting anyone, honor yourself. Honor the feelings, the emotions, the whatever's going on with you. Because if you don't, it's, it's just going to, um, it's going to accumulate. And, 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 you know, it's going to erupt like a volcano sooner or later, unless you actually deal with your feelings and emotions. And that was part of the growing with um, being legally blind. That was exactly yeah. it, is that, you know, I had days where I was just like, oh, my God, I don't know about this. I don't, I don't know if I can make it through this, this problem that I'm going through. Like, I lost my license at age 22. I got it at age 17. I, and, yeah. and I got it, my, I, I lost it at age um, 22, my senior year in college. So you get, that's my point is that life is such that like, we're not used to being isolated, right? But we do it for the well-being of ourselves and for the well-being of of other people. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, you are such an inspiration and it's like, yeah, I mean, you say, I do this for me, I do this for me, but what I'm seeing is you're not only... When you get out and people see you walking or people see you at book signings or people see you here and there, it's really not just for you. You're affecting a lot of other people that see you and they think, wow, look at her. Look at what she's overcome. So you you are actually helping a lot of people that you don't even know you're helping. Just by being you and by surrendering. Yes. 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 And I think, you know, the the other part of it is that, and that's part of the message in the book as well, is that be your authentic self. You are enough. There's enough love and air for everyone on this planet right now. We need that for each other. And and if I could do that as a so-called disabled person, because I don't, it's the label of it. But everything I do, I'm pretty independent. I'm pretty much, you know, a hands-on deck type of person. I do what I got to do to make it through the day. And it's not just getting by. It's my attitude. And being your authentic self is self-love for yourself, right, and then for the Mm -hmm. world. That's how I describe it in the book as well. And if I could do it, right, anybody can. It just takes me more work to get through the day than maybe somebody else but it's not like I have I I, the blindness doesn't define me you know your job doesn't define you it's a part of you the love is what trans through you and it's it's within I love the way that you say yeah I love the way that you say um, I make a conscious choice each day that I'm going to get through this and that 
I mean, there are people out here that are struggling, maybe not with blindness, but with a lot of other serious issues. And it really is, I hate to say it, but kind of mind over matter. You have to Mm -hmm. make a decision that you're just some, there comes a point in a lot of people's lives where you almost have to surrender and just give it to God and, and know that it's going to happen the way that God and, you know, intended it to, even though we can create our own world, but there are certain things that are, are markers that are already set in stone, like with you and your blindness that was brought in when you incarnated. Yes. So certain things, but then it's your journey on how you, like you said, you can sit and crawl under a rock or you can get out there and make the best of each day. So I find that amazing. So let's get back to this book, The Eye with a View. And for our listeners, I is not a capital I. It is like an eyeball, E-Y-E, I with a view. You can get on Amazon and order it. Um, I just received my book. I couldn't wait to open it. I've read a few chapters, and I just find it amazing how you go back. um, One of the – well, I don't want to give too much away. Um, yeah. Let me just let me ask my next question because I don't want to give too much of the book away. Well, sure. actually, you've already I put. What do you want your readers to take away from this book? So you pretty much <laughs> answer. You're answering my questions before I'm asking them. <laughs> All right, let's ask this. How long did it take you from start to finish to write "I with a View"? Okay, so it, it just like in life. Right. And when you're healing through something, especially the, let me just give you the premise, the, the basic pieces, nuts and bolts of the book. Okay. So there are 12 okay. stories in I with the view. Each story is based on a theme. And now these stories are not in chronological order. Like chapter 11 took place in 2002, but the theme of it and the, the name of the story is called, the art of acceptance because it's made it's based like I said on a theme I can't talk about acceptance in chapter two out of 12 you got to you talk about that later how I learned to accept myself and so on and so forth that's just an example right so like I said something happens a story that is uh, based on a theme like sweet 16 or was it which is chapter one or story one um it's based on facing loss because that's when I got diagnosed and that's all I'm going to talk about that as far as that's concerned. There's a story it's based on a theme like facing loss. And the third part of each chapter is that there are three exercises at the end of each chapter based on the theme. So these are things that I've done along the way of me facing loss. What do you do with that? You know, um, how can we survive and thrive through this challenge? Right? So there's the three exercises at the end of each story that, you could take away, so to speak, as um, a reader. And you don't even have, and it's, it's, one, it's one of the disclaimers, you don't even have to do the exercises. It's just something that I learned along the way, and I'm offering it and sharing it with the world. So that and being said. Can I so jump in real quick, yeah. real quick sure. on something, or else I'll forget. How you put uh, things, exercises, and things you can do at the end of each chapter. The, it yes. doesn't mean you have to be blind to these are, Absolutely you can, not. Nope. Yeah, nope. You can pull in beautiful. all different scenarios of your life and it, they're, they're right. beautiful golden nuggets at the end of each 
chapter that talks about right. how. Yeah, yeah, they're based because they're based on universal themes. All of the themes, the stories are unique and individual to me. But the theme is, they're all 12 universal themes. The art of acceptance, being your authentic self, self-care, self-love. To speak or not to speak is a very powerful chapter. It's basically speaking my truth, barging through my boundaries. A lot of people out there have boundary issues. Definitely me. That's why I wrote about it. Um, You know, going through ignorance, you know, depression. There's a whole depression chapter. It's called Where's the Light? It's very powerful. Very powerful. I bet that's a good one. Yeah, it's really, you know, so that was why, I mean, again, of course, I wrote the book. It's blind, fully blind people cannot read it. That's my next project is to create an audio book. But I have part of it. So, yeah. So I could I typed the whole book out. Is it perfect? No, grammatically perfect? No. But you know how I sell the book, honest to God? Because I got to be my own advocate. It's authentic like me. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. And my metaphor right. for this book is this. The book is not per. It's like a chocolate chip, home-baked chocolate chip cookie. It's not perfectly round, but it's rich, sweet, and made with unconditional love. And that's Aww. how I sell Yes. Yep. That's how I sell that That's how I sell my book. Yep. I love that. Yep. Can I ask you one last question? And, sure. Um, and again, everybody, if, you, if you're interested in buying this book, it's I, E-Y-E, I with a few, by Amla, yep. A-M-L-A. A-M-L-A. M E H T A. your last name? M Mary E H T A. And and I just want to just one thing, and then you can get to the last question. Um, the 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 cover, the book cover, it's it's purple when you go on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And um, Barnes and Noble is probably preferable as far as a paperback. If any of you want a paperback, because um, Amazon um, with the with the pandemic, I think that the workers are on strike, so they don't have the paperback available. Um, the, the the cover of it is an eye, and it's based on sacred geometry. So it's very it's a very unique artwork. That's why I picked it out. It's um that's why it's called Eye with a View as well. So it all matches together, and it's it's very yeah. sacred to me. Yes. So I wanted to it's share a that. Great title. Thank you. Okay, so, Thank so you my much. last question. Um, what was one of the most surprising things that you learned about yourself in creating this book? When you <laughs> created this book, what was the um, most surprising thing that you discovered about Amla? You know, I, because... That's a hard I, question, I talk, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, you know minute? what? I, I'm trying to find... Um, Good words for this. I, I think I talked to you about this a little bit. I'll repeat it again because we, we talked about this in private before. But, you know, just like positive affirmations, if you believe in a positive affirmation enough times, you, 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 you really create and manifest a better world for yourself. It's the same thing with negativity. I mm-hmm. was going through so many negativities, I started believing it. And that's what was probably one of the biggest blocks of writing the book. 
But getting to your question, what really surprised me about this whole book is that there's a two there are two parts to this to this question to to answer your question is that mm-hmm. this book is only a part of me. The, the the biggest thing that the biggest accomplishment that I've done is that I've healed through each and every story before I even wrote the book. That's why it took me layers of 10 years, almost nine, nine years total, actually, to write the book. It took me everything I've got to put it in because this is obviously not fiction. This is nonfiction, and these are real emotions. And the other thing is I'm so honest and raw and real and genuine. There's no hiding. I'm very transparent. In this book, any, a stranger knows it, and, a per, and my mother knows it, so to speak. Loved ones know it, and so do strangers. Um, so that's, that's what surprised me. And the other part that surprised me is that look at how far come on my journey. And, and look at Absolutely. how much love I, I, I embody for myself. I wish, Sherry, honestly, you could reach like reaching into your pocket, you could reach into my heart and feel, like tangibly feel my heart and say, wow, this, I've just, it, no words, it's priceless to feel and be the love, the unconditional love for myself with facing blindness. I'm rich. Wow. Inside out. That, that was, yeah. I could feel it when you said that. I was doing it like re- actually like reaching in and oh, just um, you're just an amazing person. You bring so much inspiration to everyone, um, not only people who are blind, um, because there's a lot of people that are going blind, but there's also yeah. people that are in so much heartache, and you're yeah. just such an inspiration. Just have to take it one day at a time. Just like you have, and you worked through it. And I love the way that you said each chapter that you wrote um, is like a a little segment of your life, uh, a memory that you had had. So as you wrote it, it, you transmuted the trauma. Absolutely. So absolutely. I I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so Sherry, I actually have a question for you if you don't mind. Okay. If you don't mind, um, sure. Do you have your your the show? What's the show called? Is it Psychic Sherry? Is it it's Psychic called Sherry? Psychic Sherry's World? Oh, it used to I be called that. Sherry's World, but I changed it to Psychic. Long story, but when they go out on podcasts, people will Google Psychic because otherwise they're not going to Google Sherry. <laughs> so yes. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. I was just wondering, just this the last bit. This is on your end. If you could just tap into my angels, if I have any messages, that'd be great. Okay, so let's see what we got going on here. Because I'm definitely in your voice vibration. Irene, you're funny. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So those of you who don't know, Irene is one of my spirit guides. So as I get into your, uh, a couple of things are coming up. Once they're saying, they're they're saying take baby steps. Don't throw the cart too far in front of the horse as far as um, looking at how many books we've sold or things of this. But it's so funny. As you were talking, this has came up a couple of times. I keep seeing like a rosary. 
Um, uh, I'm very drawn, of course, as you know, we've talked um, before this show um, about Mother Mary. And yes. I, I, yeah, I, I, I know, I don't want to give too much away. Um, sure. Mother Mary sure. is right there with you. Let's put it this way. Okay. And okay. Uh, this is, let's see, how can I say this to where I don't, because uh, it may be a little personal. Um, Mother Mary will use her words to come through you. Yes. I could feel, I could feel channeled. Yes. When I, when I'm writing, which I'm writing my second book now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel and the words love coming. water for you. Um, I don't uh-huh. know if you take Epsom salt baths. Do you ever oh, do that? I don't. No. <laughs> we would suggest, okay. uh, and everybody listening, if you take an Epsom salt bath, you can put like one cup or two cups of Epsom salt in a nice hot bath. Sit in there. Yeah. Uh, you can even put a little bit of baking soda in. It's not just the Epsom salt. Not only will it clear your physical body of toxins, it clears all of your etheric bodies and your aura of anything that doesn't belong there. So when oh, you wow. sit in this tub, Mm-hmm. So when you sit in this tub, talk with your guides, even if you don't know them. Talk with your angels. Talk with God and say, my intention is when I sit in this bath that, that spirits, I'm allowing you to come in and clear all of my energetic field and my physical body. Because we feel like you have attracted, um, it'll just, it, it, you will feel so peaceful when you come out. Not only from the hot bath, but it's actually from pulling the toxins out. Okay. Great. Thank you for that. I didn't know that. I'm learning. So you're welcome. So thank you so much. It was very interesting. And for all of our listeners, again, her book is called I with a view. Like the body. um, I with a view. E-Y-E. I with a view. And and give it a chance. Order it on Amazon and and read it. It is, like I said, I had just got the book and I've only read a couple of chapters. Uh, and it takes a lot for me to, because I have attention deficit. I was just compelled. It, it's very, it, there's so many emotions that you go through when you read it. It's it's well worth the money. So, yeah. Thank you for that. So I'll turn it to you, welcome. but I want to listen to your show. I want to be on the show, but I'm not going to say anything. I would love to just be a part of it while you're doing All the right. reading. Well, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Amla. And um, I'm sure I'll speak with you again sometime. God bless you. And I'm going to try not to boot you off because I don't like know how to you. run this. I'm sorry, what? I said shine love, shine light, shine you. And um, I'm going to, if you could mute me, I don't know how you, if you could do that. Or I'll call back. I know, back. I'm trying to figure that out now. Let's see. You want me to just oh, hang up go. and then I'll call back? Nope, nope, I got it. So, all right, bye, okay. Amla. Bye. Okay, so yay, I did that. All right, so now what we're going to do is I am going to start with our callers. Um, Let's see who we've got here. We are going to start with area code 480, and you are live. If you could tell me your name, where you're calling from, and a little bit about your weather, and what that does is that lets me sink into your energetic field. And then I just come out of the gate with what your team tells me. Got it. Uh, This is Michael. I'm in Nevada. 
and it is uh, a fluffy, fluffy cloud uh, 77 today in uh, Las Vegas. All right. Hi, Michael. I'm just scanning your Hi. energetic field here just a bit. And, uh, wow, we, what your team is showing me is you're very good at multitasking. Um, you got a lot of lines in the water. Sometimes you throw those lines out a little bit too far. Um, and I'm asking Spirit, what do you mean by that? Um, it, it's almost as if you spread yourself too thin. Um, you are a moneymaker. It's, it's almost like Spirit saying you almost have the Midas touch, and they said don't forget that. Um, you may be going through a little bit of a downtime right now, but it, it feels like your money kind of comes in spurts. Does this make sense to you? Yes. Because they're showing me the ebb and the flow. Uh, we have, a, well, we have some big fish that are getting ready to come in on your line. Let's put it that way. They're using symbology. Um, but they're just saying patience. They're showing me an owl. And they're taking me back to this commercial where this owl is licking a lollipop, licking, licking, licking. And he's saying, ooh, how many licks does it take to, to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop? So he's trying to be patient, but he can't really be patient. They're saying just be patient. Um, also, with the owl, it's a dual message. And they're saying Google the owl. Um, as You can't just Google owl. Google the spiritual meaning of an owl. And one okay. thing that I do know that I pick up from the spiritual meaning of an owl is being able to see in the darkness. This is what's happening mm. with you. You are going to start to see things differently when things don't go your way. See things differently when you feel like the chips are down. See things differently maybe when you're depressed or you're down in a rabbit hole. You're not going to stay there as long as what you used to. You're going to pull yourself up quickly more quickly than what you used to. You're also going to start paying more attention to details. You're going to find yourself, um, Irene, you're funny. Uh, You're going to find yourself sometimes getting lost in too much detail. Now, I don't know if this has happened yet. It feels like it may just be starting or it's getting ready to. You're going to find yourself Let's say that your silly thing that came to me, let's say you're drinking a soda pop. Instead of just drinking the soda pop, you'll be like, wait a minute, what is all this writing on the side of the can? And you'll find yourself, you know, maybe looking, getting magnifying, that, you know, you're really going to start to pay attention to all of these details of things that you were always in a hurry before and you never took the time. It's kind of like um, – Take time to stop and smell the roses. Does this make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting in regards to the money because I just got, I'm actually moving back to uh, Phoenix area. Uh, just got a sit, offered a sales job for whenever this is over um, for a really large dot com. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you're always, it's like you have the Midas touch. Money comes here, money comes here. And it's like, Sometimes it can be big, big amounts of money. Um, so you just keep doing what you're doing. And one thing your team wants me to tell you is that when you're having an off day, and we all do, or when you're feeling mm-hmm. off kilter, 
this is the time to kind of go within and check with yourself, check with your higher self, check with your angels or your team. Say, what's going on? What do I need to learn? Why am I off kilter? And when you do that, you may not hear it, but one way to do it is just stop and breathe. Be in the moment. When you do that, your, your, your mind won't be so scattered and you will, it will pull your energy back and things will seem very simple because you'll be in connection with your higher self. Okay. Love it. Love it. And actually kind of practice that uh, right now a little bit as well. So thank you. Awesome. Awesome. So they're confirming. So evidently what you're doing is working because they came through, you know, to tell me to tell you. So it's a beautiful circle. So it's working. Keep doing it. Wonderful. So with that being thank said, you so much. Michael. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. And you have a wonderful rest of your evening. You as well. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, with that being said, our next caller is going to be area code 917. What's your name, where you're calling from, and what's the weather like? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hi. What's your first name? Tracy. Tracy. All right, Tracy. Tell me now, where are you calling from, and what's the weather like? That way I can get sync into your voice vibration. Uh, it's, I'm calling from New York City, and the weather is, I don't know, uh, it's pretty chilly out here today still. Okay. All right, Tracy. So I'm in your energetic field, and I've, I've got some of your guides in here. And one thing that they're telling me is, wow, wait, you carry a big backpack of energetic backpacks. And in this energetic backpack, uh, it's kind of slowing you down from moving forward. And what we mean by an energetic backpack is you keep worrying about things or about things in the past, or you keep revisiting situations or situations that have happened in the past. Your team is asking me to ask you, take that, down that rear view mirror. But if these things from your past keep coming up, Keep coming up into your memory. Go back and visit them. The reason that they are coming up is for you to learn something from and, okay. and for you to release. I'm very – okay, slow down. Boy, your team is quick here. I mean, they need to slow down. Whew, I'm getting thrown into all – they're talking really fast now. First of all, let's say, do you understand what we're talking about? How Do you keep finding yourself thinking about things in the past? I do. Mm-hmm. When I do. you do that, go back. I am so drawn into your daddy's energy. There's some issues with dad, whether he's here or on the other side, that maybe he things need to be hashed out. He's, I don't, he's here. <laughs> um, actually, uh, he's in the hospital right now. We just found out he has been tested for COVID, COVID-19. So he's here. Okay, he's that's in the hospital. why he came up. Okay, so that's okay. So send, um, if there are things that you wish that you would have said to your father, not that he's going anywhere, don't misunderstand the reading here, because I think when people are in the hospital, you can't go up and visit them, right? Is that correct? can't visit him. He's 80 years old, and they they won't, can't go, I can't visit him. Right, right. 
So what we're suggesting is that you visit him with your thoughts. So when you want to talk to dad, just imagine that you're using telepathy and talking to him and sending him love. If there's something that you felt like you needed to say to dad but you didn't say, um, do it through your thoughts because thoughts are energy. Everything is energy. He will pick up on it. He may not know exactly what you're saying, but his higher self will. Now we got really sidetracked, Irene, because your team talks fast. Uh, now I know it wasn't my memory because I can't remember it. Uh, okay, so let's back her up a bit here. Um, okay, so we're talking about uh, going back when you have the, uh, the thoughts of things. Because what I'm picking up is when I look into your past, it's, it's like the victim mode. It's like you've been mistreated. Life isn't fair. Things of this nature. When this comes up, become the observer. Ask mm-hmm. your team, what do I need to learn? Okay? Nothing happens to you. It happens for you to learn. It's with all of us. And you're like, oh, well, I, you know, I wouldn't create that, but we do. We want to learn things. Um, okay, so I don't even know what they were saying before. Let's see what else we got here, because uh, I feel like I'm not done here with you. Uh, and, and then we had your dad that came through. Uh, yeah, my dad came through. I'm just worried about. I was I was around him like a couple of days ago because I was the one that took him to the hospital. So now I'm just worried that I'll be tested positive. So I'm not. I'm just all over the place right now. Okay, so here's the thing. First of all, um, there are a lot of people that get the coronavirus and have either no symptoms or very mild symptoms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and, and you've had a cold before, I'm sure. So, yes. I, I mean, we're, and I am no doctor. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're sick, you call your doctor. Cause I am no doctor, but this is mm-hmm. just what I'm picking up on. Fear. Okay. Um, to to be honest, I when you fear something, it's almost as if you give it energy. Everything is, is, is created with our energy. So if you're scared, oh, I'm getting the coronavirus, I'm getting the the universe is neutral. It thinks that's what you want, and, and it'll create it for you. So okay. just keep telling you. Envision yourself inside of a, a, a bubble or inside of an egg, All, your whole entire body. And envision it's in covered, it's in, it's filled with white light of God. You're healthy. You're, you're, you're very, when I go down through your energetic field, everything seems healthy. You're able to fight off a lot of, of things that you have no idea that you've fought off because your body can fight them off without you even knowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so don't play into the fear. When you find yourself, put a rubber band on your wrist. Every time you think, oh, my God, I hope I don't have the coronavirus, snap that rubber band. And then switch your thoughts and think, you know what, I am happy, I'm healthy, and I am going to maintain that for when my dad gets out of the hospital, then I can uh, be with him and talk with him and we can work things out. So we mm-hmm. see everything, uh, everything is fine. Drink a lot of water. There's something about um, – and this is the last thing, something about a little bit of dehydration we're picking up in the body. Okay. Do you drink a lot of water? I do. I do drink a lot of water. I do drink water all the time. Do you put any lemon in it? Yes. Lemon, sometimes ginger. Yeah. Yes. Keep drinking the water. 
because the water okay. flushes things out of you uh, a lot quicker than if you if you were not to drink it. Okay. So. So with that being said, Tracy, I my show's a little different because um, it's just I'm not used to running the switchboard. I don't have a guest on, so I'm kind of cutting the reads a little bit short. But okay. I hope you enjoyed your read. Um, if you'd like yes. a further read, or if anybody would, you can always go to my website at psychicsherry.org, and Sherry is spelled S-H-A-R-I, and there you can book a read right there on my landing page, and then we can really get into some. That's when I let people ask questions, uh, okay. and then we can question spark answers, and I we go everywhere with that. So, Okay. So with Alrighty. that being said, Tracy... Thank you for calling in. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. My next caller, let's see, that one went out. My next caller is going to be, wait a minute, where did, oh, there it is, 650. You're unmuted. Um, If you could tell me your name, Who, who do we have here? Hi, Sherry. This is Miranda. I'm calling from California, and most of the day was very cloudy, and um, it's been a little windy, too. Okay, boy. Instantly, the second you started talking, I got into your energetic field. Wow. Um, What what do we call these, Irene? Um, You are what we call, I guess it would be a transmuter. You are able to walk into maybe a grocery store and kind of transmute the energy of people around you, and you don't even know you you don't may not even realize you're doing that. Have you always been a sensitive? Have you do you know what I mean by an empath or a sensitive? Mm-hmm. I do. Yes. Uh huh. We feel that even yeah, as been, a little girl, you were yeah, you were sensitive, uh, and okay. you could Makes pick. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You could pick up. Not only did you pick up on how other people felt, you took on their pain or their trauma, thinking you were doing them a favor. Um, mm-hmm. So early in childhood, you shut that down because you thought, "I don't like this." You did it maybe unconsciously. Um, as you, now, as you got older and went through school, you started getting intuitive hits. You're very intuitive. You're very telepathic. Um, these these gateways, this within the next two years, they're showing me. Um, you're really going to start to work with uh, moving energy and uh what is the word we're like do you ever work with um vortexes on the earth no um no i don't not not specifically with vortexes no okay do you know what we're talking about when we're saying you're able to transmute energy for people uh shift it around i guess to try and balance the aura yeah Yes, or to try to, it's almost like you're trying, it's like you try to take the pain away from people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, that's a good thing if people ask you and they are willing Mm -hmm. to do it themselves. 
but you can't do this um, like me. I used to walk around my neighborhood and I could feel the pain of everybody in the home. And I would, mm-hmm. I would go through and transmute their trauma. And I didn't realize that's a no-no. You can't right. do that. Because I cheat them. Some people need to hit rock bottom before maybe they find God or find their way. And I was cheating them. Mm-hmm. But I, in my mind, mm-hmm. I thought I was doing a good thing. You, you see, you did this as a young child. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now, as you became an adult, you might have had struggles with relationships, maybe in uh, uh, friendships through school. Uh, but now we're, they're taking me up to your adulthood. Um, and now you're getting back into it. And you're very, we're going to call you seasoned. Have you been practicing spirituality and, and doing healing or crystals or the uh, essential oils? Um, not really. I mean, I am a very spiritual person. I pray a lot and, you know, meditate every now and then. Just um, so. And I, I do volunteer work as well. So I, I try to heal, you know, in my own way. Uh-huh. Well, that is healing. What, what you're doing, they're mm-hmm. showing me in the next two years, because they're showing me your heart is opening. You've yeah, always had yeah. a generous mm-hmm. heart, but your heart is opening. One step mm-hmm. leads to another step, leads to another step, mm-hmm. leads to another step. But, so they said, don't mm-hmm. be surprised if you appear in the next, once all of this, once we get back to, we're going to call it the new normal after this right. coronavirus. Um, mm-hmm. Don't be surprised if you find yourself in some sort of maybe a virtual class or an actual physical class where you do start to learn about um, healing, maybe a, a Reiki master, or we really love the um, oh, holistic healing for you using the crystals mm-hmm. or the um, oils. You're going to start to change the way you eat. You probably have already started that, but you're going to start yeah. the, the way that you eat. Yeah, it's going to become more pure. Uh, mm-hmm. We love your feet on Mother Earth. The more you, I know it's it's cold where I am. Um, I don't know where mm-hmm. you are, but are you in California? I'm in the Bay Area. Yeah, in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's cold here, so I can't go barefoot. But the most, the more you can go barefoot, the better off you're going to be. You're going to mm-hmm. have a lot of changes, especially coming up this first this next year. You're going to be doing things that you maybe, wow, I didn't see that coming. Uh, You're just going to find yourself kind of going with the flow, and that's Mm. going to be awesome for you. You're going to be more spontaneous. Yeah. I'm trying to move. And you're going to be more Do what? I said I'm trying to move. That's one of the changes, I hope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because we just see all kinds of things. You, you, you know, everything is spontaneous. You, your mental body is kind mm-hmm. of eating a cookie and sitting in the back of the room. Like, it's not going to – before, you used to overanalyze things. Mm-hmm. This year, you're going to just start to kind of go with what feels good, and you don't overthink it too much. So you're going to – there's going to be a lot of changes, a lot of spontaneous spontaneous things that happen and I keep wanting to I keep moving my arm over like whenever I do that and it's so thank you spirit I'm 
I'm sitting right in front of the map of the United States, and I keep moving my hand all the way across. So it's like you, you're going to just get up and go, get up and go, and not overthink things. Wow. Keep in mind, hmm. nothing is nothing is a bad choice. Mm-hmm. If you do something, whatever it is, you do mm-hmm. it, and and then if it doesn't end the way you think it should, just do something different. Mm-hmm. So your mental body is is taking a rest, and and this is going to be a, a very fast paced year for you coming up, filled with a lot of joy. I hope so, because it, it has been for the past few years, Shari, very, like, uh, disappointments, a lot of disappointments. Learning, but disappointments. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all right. So in your mind, you can think, hey, guess what? I got all those out of the way. So now I'm mm-hmm. ready for the, you know, nothing lasts. When things are going good, that never lasts forever. But when things are going <laughs> bad, guess what? That doesn't last forever either. That's true. Yeah. So look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you want, not what's been happening. Right. So with that being right. said, Miranda, I'm going to scooch on to my next. I think I can get one more caller in here. So um, if you'd like to read, you can go to my website at psychicsherry.org and book a read. Um, mm-hmm. And to be honest, I I don't know when my next show is going to be. If you click on the follow button for everyone listening, uh-huh. click on my follow button. And uh-huh. I'm going to try to get back on a rhythm here, but I've been, like everybody, off kilter, been kind of winging it. I'll figure something out. But if you click on that, it'll give you a heads up on when my next show is going to be. Oh, wonderful. Uh, yeah, this is my first time calling in, and, and uh, uh, I heard you on David's, uh, David Clark's show, and that's how I learned about oh, you. Oh, yeah. It was very impressed, and you're fantastic, and I want to do spiritual work, so this is all very positive, and I want to help others, and would love to stay in touch, yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Miranda, and yeah, that yeah. day, I, I love that Dave show. I, I've been on there two or three times. It's a great show. Oh, he's a nice okay, that guy. was the first time. Yes, he is. He's, he's a sweetheart. Well, thank he you really so much, Sherry. You're wonderful as well, and I hope you do continue to do these shows because we all definitely need messages. And uh, I, you know, we I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Miranda. Bye bye. Have a great day. Bye. Okay, so we're going to get one more caller in here, and this is going to be the area code seven eight zero. You're live. Uh, what's your name? Yes, my name is Jay. I'm calling from Alberta, Canada, and it's about 55 degrees Fahrenheit and sunny. Thanks for taking my call, Sherry. You're welcome. Okay, Jay, I'm in your energetic field. Wowee. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm get, picking up a lot of different things here, so I'm, I'm asking your team to kind of focus in because it's funny. Your team comes to me uh, that gives me the insight on how you are. And I'm, I'm telling them, focus it down. Let's zero it into like a, a laser beam so I can get something. But your team is very broad, which I love. And what that tells me is that um, you are able to think outside of the box. You're able to make yes. now, not that, not that they're easy when you do do things outside of the box, but, boy, you are 
willing and able to listen to anybody and their side of the view and their side of the fence, and we love that. Speaking of fences, your team is so funny. I don't know. They keep showing me a fence that needs fixed. Um, so I don't know what that – do you have a backyard with a fence? No, I don't. Maybe it's a symbolic of something. Yeah, I don't Maybe know what Maybe it's my mom or something about. like that. So. Okay, let me ask your team a little bit further what they're talking about here. Okay. Um, one thing that your team is saying, you have built a fence up maybe around you. Uh, you're very charismatic. You can get around. You can get along with a lot of people, but to let somebody really, really, really in, um, it almost scares you in a way. Um, but that fence is coming down. There's a part of you that wants to give so much love. Are you a healer? Because I see uh, light coming out of your hands. Uh, I, well, I took a lot of courses before and uh, do teach drumming, so that's my passion. So, um, yeah, I did uh, yeah, Reiki and other things before. I took a meditation course and a yoga okay. course a while back. I, so, yeah. I love how you said, uh, I do drumming. I don't think you yeah. realize that the energy comes, well, you probably do. The energy comes yeah. out of your hands, and and, it, and sometimes your hands just do things without your mind knowing it. Um, right. This drumming, thank you, Spirit. This is so awesome. The drumming that you do, even if you do it by yourself, it opens up your heart. And, and I'm, I'm going to have to make this quick because i got 90 seconds. Um, Okay, it thanks. opens up your heart, and it takes you into your heart. Through your heart, you are going down into your inner child, and you're going into the inner child's heart. All of us have our, a wounded inner child unless we've done a lot of work, okay, which means mm-hmm. there's things from the past that need to be healed. One way to heal your inner child is to give it love. You give your inner child love. Through your drumming, it loves the drumming. It feels the energy that comes out of the hands into the drum. It goes down into your heart, and then it goes into mm-hmm. the heart of the inner child. Your inner child is wounded, but, you know, all of us are. Um, yeah. and, and you're going to find yourself doing a lot of inner child work. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. There's a lot. You, uh, there's there's some job opportunities coming up for you too. I have okay. 15 seconds, so I'm going to have to cut you off short. I am so sorry. 10 seconds. So Jay, we'll do it I'm next sorry. time. Thank Try you so much. Into my ne- You're welcome. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Everybody, I have a couple of seconds. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just stay tuned. Click the follow button. And you'll be able to pick up on my next show. So I think we are off the air. Let's see here. Thank you for joining us tonight for Psychic Sherry here on Blog Talk Radio. You can check Sherry out again next week, 6 Eastern, here right on the Blog Talk Radio Network.